Good morning, and we welcome to the Daily Pod once again, State Senator Gene Lysing. Good morning to you, Senator. Good morning. Great morning in Indiana, right? Indeed it is. And, of course, the uh, General Assembly session continues. And um, let's, uh, you know, of course, uh, take a look back at uh, what happened last week in the Senate, and in particular, uh, some of the bills that uh, you authored. Right. Um, first of all, I will tell you that uh, in Health Committee, uh, my uh, suicide and overdose uh, bill to, to make sure that the Department of Health is providing uh, legislators and the governor accurate uh, information by county on the number of suicides and the type uh, and age of the folks, and then also the number of overdoses and the same, um, because it seems like the whole issue of mental health, um, certainly in the last session, got uh, uh, some additional funding. And we need to make sure that we are actually focusing on the right things. Um, we know that the suicide numbers are up, and a lot of people are saying it's because of COVID. I, I really don't know. But anyway, we need to get some good numbers so we can move forward. Um, in regard to ag bills that I'm working on, um, the drainage task force bill came out of natural resources last week, and I believe will be on the calendar today for second reading. Uh, possible amendments. Um, we're just trying to get the members of the task force um, comfortable, everybody uh, being represented. And what we're trying to do with that task force is to try to determine whether our Department of Natural Resources has too many rules and regulations in addition to the statute. Um, a lot of people in our area uh, actually experienced, if they lived along Salt Creek or Clifty Creek or one of the major creeks, a lot of uh, damage to their properties. And uh, sometimes it's hard to keep in compliance with our Department of Natural Resources as you're trying to clean up the damage. So I'm hoping that this task force will come up with some good solutions. Um, I believe that today my Purdue seed testing bill will actually be on the calendar for a vote. Um, that particular bill um, is going to uh, allow Purdue to drop the seed certification charges for, for some small quantities of seed and then on larger quantities um, allow them to move to a market competitive price. So it, it makes sense, I think, for people that are in this seed business and, and needing certification. Um, I also um, had, let me see, another ag bill, and that was the Board of Animal Health bill. That was the one that, um, you know, to try to make sure that our Board of Animal Health has all the, the ability they have to keep our food chain safe uh, in regard to the meats that we all consume and to also protect our farm animals um, to make sure that they're, they remain safe from diseases that could come from other countries. So that bill passed out of Ag Committee but had to be recommitted to Senate Appropriations Committee because there is some a potential increase in um, money in that bill to, to provide what they need. And so the biggest, next biggest challenge on that bill will, to be, will be to get it through uh, actually, the Appropriations Committee. Uh, I'm, um, I was especially interested this uh, past week 
and a bill that um, deals that impacts our local rural electrics. And that is, uh, it's an interesting scenario. People don't they probably think about it, but our rural electrics, and I think there's six of them that actually provide service in my seven counties, but um, they actually own the poles that the electric lines run on to provide service to all of us that live out in the country away from our cities. And they actually then lease, I guess you would say, space or allow, uh, for instance, cable providers to hang their lines on their poles. However, there is a fee involved. But for some reason, the cable companies haven't been paying the appropriate fees, and it's costing our rural electrics a lot of money because they have to maintain those poles and make sure that if there's any damage to a pole, that uh, they are connecting with the cable company to make sure that there's no service uh, that it goes away. And so, anyway, we're trying to figure out an appropriate penalty when the cable companies don't actually um, pay up like they're supposed to by statute. So uh, that bill uh, did not get a vote yet last week in utilities, but I believe it will. I just think they're trying to agree on the, uh, the financial penalty. And then there's another utilities bill that I want to mention that's going to be on the schedule for this week. It's a bill that I have authored that will require our IURC, the Indiana Utility Regulatory Commission, to um, report to the legislature and the governor the number of acres of farmland that's being currently used for solar energy and also for wind energy. Um, people don't realize it, but there are thousands of acres of farm ground that's being converted for the use of solar panels. And uh, especially that's the one that, you know, they take up more uh, land space than obviously the wind turbines. But um, it's, a, it's a concerning thing because the solar panels, they are looking, the companies that are um, looking for space for them are actually wanting to make sure that, you know, they have large parcels of ground close to transmission lines. And uh, so we're talking about 1,000-acre um, nice rectangular fields, and um, you know it's it's going to take a, a bite out of agricultural production ground. But we just need to again get the numbers so we can, if we're going to pass any legislation at the state level in regard to renewables, that we take that into consideration. So um, there's always lots of education bills, Tom. And I would tell you a bill that died this past week um, was a quite an omnibus bill in regard to initially providing parents uh, with transparency about what's being taught in schools. But the details in the bill um, weighted it down. And that bill is effectively dead. That was Senate Bill 167. Now, I expect there will be some things from that bill that will be um, brought back to life and another bill. You know, parents have a right to know what their kids are being taught, but we also have to make sure that we don't have teachers so inundated with requirements 
that they really don't want to be teachers anymore. Uh, we know we have a shortage of teachers, and we know that some of them are really working hard these days to try to keep kids up to speed. Um, but uh, on the other hand, there's a lot of discussion at the national level about what kids are being taught in school, and I think that's filtering down to the state and even to the local level. I don't think in our immediate, your immediate listening area, that there's an actual problem, but that is not the case statewide. So, and then I would tell you that I have a bill that the education chairman told me that he will uh, be hearing next week, and that has to do also kind of with uh, parental transparency. That would make sure that a school board that doesn't allow uh, currently for public meetings, and there are some in the state that are not, that unless there's a true emergency, they would be required to have a public meeting and would also have to allow a period of time for public comment. I think some parents feel like they've been shut out in certain school districts, and I don't necessarily think that is in our area. But at the state level, we've got to figure out what's going on statewide. And so, and then the other education bill that I've um, been told we'll get a hearing next week is the FAFSA bill. And that's the bill that we hope that more parents will participate in, in filling out the FAFSA, F-A-F-S-A application for their students that are going on to any kind of higher education, whether it's vocational or a two- or four-year academic um, because there is lots of assistance out there now for kids for tuition. And it's not just um, loans. It's, it's actually there's scholarships available. There's a state program for career and technical that's called Workforce Ready Grant. And But in order to be eligible for all of those items, a parent has to fill out that FAFSA, and it's done online. It's simpler now than it used to be but it still takes a little bit of time. And so I hope that we'll see more parents participate because in Indiana, our participation rate is really low, which means a lot of this na that national money from foundations and grants isn't going to our Indiana kids, which is too bad. And with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, take a uh, break, and we'll be back with more with State Senator Gene Lysing right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let to go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville to go. Big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our conversation with State Senator Gene Lysing. And, uh, uh, Senator, uh, how about uh, some of the other bills that uh, people uh, not only around here but around the state are probably going to be keeping their eyes on uh, coming up uh, throughout the rest of this week? Well, I think there are some gun bills that are out there that people certainly in our area probably are keeping their uh, eye on um, this. Uh, constitutional right to carry bill. Um, I believe there's one that has passed the House or is in the process of passing the House and coming over to the Senate. Um, all of these bills kind of get caught up in the fact of people worrying about uh, not our kind of good guys 
in our area, but some of those bad guys that want to have a gun and perhaps then it becomes a real problem for law enforcement. And so I, I'm not sure what's going to happen to that bill uh, when it hits the Senate. It'll A lot of it will probably depend on the committee chair where the bill goes and whether or not uh, the Senate Judiciary Chair gives that bill a hearing. Um, but it's certainly one that that has gotten some attention. Um, there was also talk earlier about perhaps uh, some additional changes in the abortion uh, statute, but now I haven't heard of anything um, in the past week, so I'm not sure uh, if they're maybe going to try to hold off and wait for court decisions at the net, at the federal level. Um, but those are those are big issues, but. I would tell you, going back to the education issue, um, I think that um, one, one of the other bills that I had, and I think it's going to get merged into Chairman Ross's uh, education bill, has to do with the standardized test results and the fact that a lot of our um, students and their parents are really not sure when they get those standardized test results back uh, how to read them, how to determine them. I think the uh, testing company has made it too difficult. So I'm trying to get them to simplify those results so that parents really know how their student is doing in comparison to other students at their grade level. And uh, I think that's pretty important. Um, when I went to an education conference a couple months ago, one thing came up that said that depending on the school, a lot of kids are getting A's and B's. But that doesn't mean that they're doing well competitively uh, in with other kids from other areas. Uh, and so I think that the, the results, whether we like the standardized test or not, it will show how they're doing compared to other kids in Indiana. And, and that's probably a good thing. Once again, Batesville area is very blessed with having good public school system as well as a good private school system. So parents in our area should be so thankful when I hear the scores uh, and see the scores from some other areas in our state. Um, we're very, very fortunate. Not saying that we wouldn't always want to have better, but um, those are, are certainly some of the, the more important things. And I think in the health area, um, there's still going to be a focus on health care costs. And um, that's uh, a big issue because, you know, again, sometimes our larger hospitals might be showing a profit while our smaller hospitals are trying to provide as many services as possible, but they're not showing huge profits. And so the legislature's got to make sure that if they do anything in regard to health care costs, that they don't jeopardize local health services. And so... Um, it's it's a challenge. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't think it would be so different, but just like the schools are different, whether the kids are unfortunately maybe in the Indianapolis public school system versus our local schools, it's also I mean there's there's a hospital in the northern part of the state in the Fort Wayne area that's called Parkview that I mean they just keep reporting huge profits and so. That makes it look like all hospitals are making a lot of money, and that's not true. So, anyway, Tom, it's a 
it's an interesting place, and I just encourage every all of your listeners to make sure if there's a particular issue that they're interested in, that they don't hesitate to contact me. And when it's moving in the legislature and it's moving fast, they're probably better off to call and leave a message. Uh, and that number is 1-800-382-9467. 1-800-382-9467. They can always also email. But honestly, these days, uh, on certain issues, we're getting a lot of emails. And so I'm more inclined to get the um, phone message a little faster. So, But I really appreciate WRBI. Uh, giving these updates to our area listeners because I think it's important for people to participate in the legislative process. And just I just want them to know if I hear from five people on a particular issue, I know it's a bigger issue and that there's a lot more folks that actually are thinking the same thing but just haven't taken the time in their busy work schedules to either email or call. All right. So again, that number again, Senator Lysing, is 800-382-9467, 800-382-9467. That's correct, Tom. And uh, I, I really do appreciate hearing from people because I think it makes all of us be more on our toes on issues that, uh, that we need to be. And we need to know what the people are thinking, not just what we think in this big old state house. Okay? All right. All right. Well, Senator uh, Gene Lysing, we appreciate your time this morning. And as always, uh, you know, we uh, look forward to talking to you in about two weeks. Hey, thank you, Tom. Appreciate you taking the time. I'm Tom Snape for The Daily Pod.